Hello, this is Gary Van Warmerdam with the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from pathwaytohappiness.com. And I am here with Ava Baronius. And today's, Hi. today's topic is, well, I'm going to call it how to change your mind through consciousness and awareness. But you would rather call it how not to change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Or something yet, like that how to how to how to how to don't bother changing your mind change your relationship with your mind not really no okay <laughs> but right. that that to change your mind you need to change your relationship to your mind yeah okay so the yeah. big the agenda item and the agenda item that you know was my agenda item when i started to realize my mind was out of control and my emotions were out of control was I got to change my thinking. I got to get control of my thinking. I got to control of my emotions. What's going on here? Cause it's out of control. It's chaos. And you know, then it's like, well, how do you do that? Yeah. What do you do? And so what we want to talk about is what is, what is the mind? What's it doing? And what are you because you fundamentally learn with enough practice and training experiences, you're not your mind. And we'll call that consciousness for now. We're going to have a whole exploration of what are you, but you're not your mind. And then what is that new relationship and how does that change the mind? Does that process work? Does that make sense? Yeah. I think you've just given away the whole conversation, but that's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, well, now people can sort themselves out and know if they want to stay and listen or not. Uh, <laughs> There's not much, yeah, secret left to what you know, what what we're ending up with, what we're, what our conclusions are. <laughs> okay. Well, how would you more mysteriously describe it? No, it's no, it's not about mystery. Yeah. No, I'm curious to hear first about what you just said. Like when you started, when you started your journey, and okay. you realized that you wanted to change your thinking, and there's like a control that you're talking about. Like, okay, I want I wanted to control my thoughts and my emotions because they were they were running by themselves. So you wanted to have a control over that. Like so. So what was that process for you? Like, what, what did you discover? My, my discovery wasn't that I needed to control my thinking. I didn't even see it as out of control. I didn't notice it. I was so identified with my mind. I was so identified with, I was the one thinking that I didn't even see it. I didn't see my mind. I, I was like, you know, it was like a fish in the water. <laughs> Uh, you don't see the water. We don't see the air. Okay. We're breathing it inside and out. Most of the day we're not aware it's there. Like that's how I, that's how clueless I was that my mind was there. The first time I really stepped out of my mind, I was in a, I just left this really bad relationship and I was thinking, Oh, maybe I should go back. Maybe she should take me back. Nobody else would want me. I had a really lot of low self-esteem. Nobody else would want me. Uh, Oh, how can I apologize and hope she'll take me back? Like kind of, and I was, I was like, my mind had concocted this conversation of, 
wanting to get back in this relationship. And over here, I've got this other part of the mind going, no, we don't want this. No, we don't want this. We don't want to go back. We don't want the, more of that. And, and I, I could see this two completely opposing conversations. And I was watching this mind just take me in this conversation of going back. And I was like, what is it doing? And, and I, I had this gap. And I was like, holy shit, I can't trust what I'm thinking. And the things that it's saying to me about me being worthless and nobody want me, it's like, that, that's not healthy. I can't, I, 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 I have to really be careful and not fall into that. And so this, this is the first time I saw my mind as this out of control, destructive thing to me that I was like, that's dangerous, dangerous. That's like, that's not good for me. And, and I have to be watchful of it. Uh, that was the first time I would say I was, I was conscious of my mind and it lasted long enough for me to stay out of the relationship and not turn the car around and go back. But I remember like, I was just like, no, just, just keep going. Don't, don't turn around. Don't, don't go back. Don't turn around. Don't go back. I just had to, I gave myself a mantra, you know, because it, it, it wanted to come with this conversation. So that was the first time I had a gap and then it was like, okay, I need to do something. This is when I started to, this inner work. And I was like, I need to do something that this is a few days later. I was like, kind of got to watch it a little bit more. And I was like, this thing is not helping me. <laughs> My thinking is not helping me. And I was like, I need to change the way I think. I need to change the way I think. I need to change this, whatever goes up out of my head that makes decisions. And I need to clean it up because I want to be happy and it's not taking me there. And, and that's when I was like, I, it's like, I, I need to go change this decision-making process of my mind. So was that the first time that you started thinking about your mind as your mind, so to speak, like that you could see that you, you had conflicting ideas, like you had two different agendas about the same thing? Yeah, but not with, not with great clarity. I don't think I, I knew that I was identified with it, that there was a gap, that I could, was now watching it what was I that I was like, could perceive this conversation in my mind, these voices in my head. Uh, I was like, I had not kind of understood all of that, that I'd shifted my perspective and, and what had I moved into as perspective? Uh, you know, what did that mean? What was that new gap that I had to be the observer of these conversations in my head? Yeah. Uh, so, so no, that, that didn't happen all right away. Uh, I just, I just had now this mission, uh, without knowing the territory or how that change would happen. I just knew I need to do it. Yeah. So yeah, my relationship with my mind went from being identified with it, not even, which is in a way, you know, not even knowing it's there being really kind of hypnotized 
in whatever story it's telling me that I think I'm telling myself when it's actually my mind telling me, voices in my head telling me, to not trusting it, to, to seeing it and going, I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Which was a, which was a, a radical shift because I, I think I, I had kind of this confidence and ego in myself. And so, you know, I trust myself. Uh, not in relationships, but so me trusting myself meant I trusted my thinking. I trusted my conclusions. I trusted my decisions, confidence in the way I think I was, I was confident and I believed my, my thinking, which meant I believed my mind. Mm -hmm. So I really invested in, in it being of value to me. And so it was a shock to go, uh, no, it's not always helping me. but still very much in the habit of, of unconsciously acquiescing and agreeing to most thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Then I started, I started the work and started to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. So. You were trained to be an engineer too. Huh? So it's, it's, it's all about trusting your thinking or trusting like following a logic sequence of thoughts to solve a problem. So would you say that that also built in a way your relationship to your mind? The kind of thinking you were like, used to practice, it, to train your mind in? In growing up, things like that? Growing yeah. up and in school and engineering, you know, training and... Uh, yeah, you know, you get, you get rewarded for getting the right answer. Mm-hmm. You, you, you build the neural pathway. Uh, you feel confident in your right answer. You, you know, and, and then the problem solving part of the engineering and math problems is like, you know, sometimes you have to work through, but you learn the mechanics of getting to the right answer. And so, you know, if I come, to, if I think through something, I get a conclusion like, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, yeah. You know, which is, which is nice for uh, math problems and, and engineering problems in school where there's an actual answer, but in life, you know, what do you do in this relationship situation? It's not, you know, I can't go look in the back of the book and say, that's the right answer. Like, oh, okay, yeah, let's do that. You know, there's no, it's not a right answer process. It's not a, hey, what do you do with these emotions? What do you do with this thinking? Which job should you take? You know, the important questions don't have right answers. You don't know what the outcome's going to be. Yeah. So, so you know, <laughs> I was kind of lost in actual life uh questions about what to do and mm-hmm. figuring things out because you know my, what i'd practiced for years in s- school as a skill and expectation of oh there's a right answer always looking for it. i was like so you're not going to know this is the right job or 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 not this is where you should live or not yeah commit to this relationship or not yeah so, so then i had to start learning that how to make those decisions when it's not as clear At 20 something. 20 something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think why this topic is so fascinating to me, like about changing the relationship to your mind, is because that's what I experienced when I started doing the self mastery work, the self mastery courses. And 
it started out with me wanting to change something. It started out with me wanting to change me in some way, you know. I wanted to change the emotional reactions. I wanted to change the, the patterns, the habits, the, the, the thinking, the program. Like I think at that point I realized that there was something, yeah, like, like a program that had been installed that I didn't have, that I didn't have much mastery over. I didn't have control over it. It will just flare up. It will just automatically get started and start running. So I, I had gotten that sense or that, yeah, okay. hunch. But, but that hunch, but to do that, you have to actually observe and see things going on in your mind in some way. Yeah, there I think there was a conflict. There has to be a, a gap conflict. to observe it. Nah. So, or a conflict. You could see yeah, different things it was doing. A conflict. Yeah. At that point, no, not a gap, not a, I could just see that. Okay. This is what I believe in. Like these are my values, so to speak, mm-hmm. how to be in a relationship, how to relate maybe, or how to treat myself. But then I could see very conflicting reactions showing up inside of me. Could you like, be more no, specific? Yes. So talking about like, for example, it's like, no, I I should be kind to myself. Like I should be kind and supportive and, and have not beating myself up. Like I could understand that intellectually, but what would show up was thoughts and feelings of I'm, I'm a failure. I'm worthless because I didn't do this project this way or or in relationships, like, no, I don't, I don't believe in, in jealousy. I don't believe in um, trying to solve things with anger or strong reactions. <laughs> but I could still feel that showing up inside of me. So I think that was the conflict that you also described, but it showed up maybe in a different way for me of like, well, this is the person I think or I believe myself to be or that I want to be. Like, these are my values. These are what, what I want to live by, but mm-hmm. I'm not. Like, I, I could some of the times, but then these reactions would show up and just take over. And now my whole nervous system was in, 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 in a reaction and I had thoughts and emotions. Um, that was conflicting with what I believed my values or with my, you know, with my cognitive thinking mind. What was the experience of that realization? Because typically the mind, if we're in the, in the story of the mind, it's a lot of self-judgment. We judge ourselves from not doing what we should do. And we're still in the mind. Yeah. You know, just a story about what we're doing is, following the mind but then there's this there's something different when you when you don't do that and you own it yeah that that took many many years i mean to get to the point of owning it because i my definitely there was a strong judge i think that was closest to that reaction like right after the reaction, there was always parallel, a strong judge. Like, 
no one's going to like you this way. Like, this is going to go, like, how are you not able to stay calm or why are you not able to uh, do it this way instead? So like, that was a very strong voice inside and, and, and having that conflict of like, okay, here's my reaction. This is what I'm feeling right now. And then the strong, strong judgment about it inside would often bring me into panic attacks or mm freeze or strong strong anxiety like okay now i'm in an impossible situation like i can't i like there's no acceptance of what's going on and there's total judgment of it but at the same time i can't do anything about it because it is going on (laughs) so so i had no tools so that was it but then on top of that because that was pretty painful and i mean going into panic attacks or or anxiety or strong or depression about about that that would be so painful so then i invented or my mind invented other uh protection mechanisms against that and then a lot of it was denial a lot of it was making excuses a lot of it was coming up with reasons that was often outside of me or or maybe inside of oh i'm feeling down today or it's been a lot at work or I've been stressed out and that's why this reaction is showing up. So just a lot of explanation and excuses. And justification. But this is all the mind. You're, you're in the mind talking, perceiving the mind. You're in the mind talking yes. about other parts of the mind. The it's way the, the mind, mind talking to other parts of the mind. Yeah. Yes. And, we're, and we're being carried in this new narrative description of what the mind is doing, explaining, justifying it which is all kind of still without the, the determination, this needs to change, you know, and without that dissonance of like, I'm not being the person I want to be. So there's this, yeah, there's this, this is the, you're in the mind talking about the mind. And then there's this other step that happens where you're like, yeah, that's what I'm getting at right now. So then at one point there was this, feeling that um, well it happened I think I've told this story before but it happened in a in a couples therapy session where we were trying to solve trust issues or 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 trying to build more trust in our relationship and I could hear the therapist like coming up with with solutions about like well, if the other person does this, and then you can practice feeling more trust for that person. And there was like something inside, just like something's off here. And what the realization for me was like, this can't be it. It's like, depending on what another person does for me to feel safe, like there's something wrong in there. Like it, it's not it. It didn't feel satisfying as a solution for me. And with that, I started to look inside and I started to look, okay, okay, me feeling safe, me feeling secure, me feeling trusting, it needs to happen inside of me. So what is it that's, that needs to change inside of me to be able to feel that? So that it was like something happened where I started looking at my own reactions to things and my own thinking in situations 
uh, or at least, I mean, I couldn't yet. I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the awareness right, right. yet, but at least I got motivated enough to look for a solution or a practice or a teaching that would teach me how to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to change this. What's Is there anyone on? out there that knows how to do this? <laughs> yeah. By, it was like, okay, there's a variable here that's my inner world. It's my reactions to them. Okay. Instead yeah. of controlling them as the solution, what am I, what's inside of me creating this reaction and, and how do I change something internal to me? Whatever yes. it is at this point, not knowing what it is. Yeah. My emotions, the way I think about things, how I interpret what they're doing. So getting back to why I'm so fascinated about this topic of, because what I, what I stepped into that work with was like, I want to change this. I want to change my thinking. I want to change how this program, this program and how it's been, put into place mm -hmm. but going through the self-mastery work like what happened and what i much later realized is what i'm actually doing is changing the relationship to the mind and it's one way of putting it mm -hmm. there's a lot of other things also happening mm -hmm. but i realized that i'm completely changing because my relationship to my mind and I see a lot of clients and people doing this work, the self mastery work when they reach a point from being like, I want to change this. How can I get rid of it? How can I stop this judge from doing this? Like, I don't want it anymore. It's not kind to me. It's not. And then something shifts inside. And they start realize that that judge <laughs> or whatever it is, is just talking to another part of their mind. It's not about them. It's not about them, the core of them. And this is when we get into consciousness because when they realize that they are separate from their mind, that they're not their mind. Now, they can start changing that relationship to the mind. Now it's not so much a rejection of what's going on inside of there anymore. It's more you grounding yourself as that new realization of yourself. And as you do, the mind will change as well. Let's talk, let's talk about that transition because that first realization you, I think there is that kind of, you have a conscious awareness like I did. It's like, okay, I can't trust my mind and I've got to change it. And a lot of times, like you described, it comes with this rejection of it. Hey, that's a terrible thing. I hate those thoughts. Uh, I got to control it, put the clamp on it. That, that was kind of how I approached my process. And that was the, the work that I did with Miguel as my mentor, we called it a spiritual warrior approach. And, and it was like a war, like take it seriously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a battle against your ego mind. Mm -hmm. it, it was that kind of conflict, uh, rejection of it. But then over time, I got to a more peace and calm. I got more centered in, in this is what you're describing the relationships change instead of being in conflict with your mind as a adversary, as a problem. Yeah. There's this other transition where you can be at peace or 
how would you describe how did that transition change for you because this mine was very slow yeah to no, me it, the, the mind was the enemy for a very long time it's definitely a progression and i think for many of us it starts there i want to change so and maybe it needs to go i don't want to use that word but maybe maybe that it's a good thing that it happens happens in those steps i think it yeah it has a progression to it you're learning things along the way as you go through these phases mm -hmm. but i think it's the realization of myself as consciousness that changed that as long as i was identified with the mind yeah i thought that I was the one thinking, one of the thoughts at least going on in my head. It's like, okay, this, this, <laughs> this might be the judge and this might be the victim. And like, but somewhere in there in the mind is also me. Like, what's my real thought? And when that shifted, and this was not a one single occasion when this whole shift just took place, mm. it started with having the experience of myself as consciousness at kind of single events or, you know, like mm, during meditations, doing a power journey to Teotihuacan in Mexico during, um, yeah, another retreat where I'm like, oh, there's something more to me than the mind. Like I could sense that I'd been identified with the mind mm. and now I was not the mind. I was more. I was something that contained the mind as well as other things in this human experience. But that didn't mean that that, that I then just lived by Pro that. Pro problem solved. Problem, problem no. didn't solve. The whole thing wasn't done right then. No. Yeah. Me, no, me neither. Fortunately yeah, not. Me, me neither. It was <laughs> no. So that, I mean, then the process continued with a new piece to the puzzle and I could continue to grow that. But those experiences made me curious enough to like, oh, I want more of that. Like, and, and I had the sense. And in a way, in a way, what, what happened was now I had the idea of it. And it was, in a way, I mean, I had the idea and I had the direct experience, but the direct experience wasn't there anymore. <laughs> you know, like I, it yeah. happened back then. The, the, but a, now a, a, week I lost or two, a week or two or three later... You're not yes. feeling that same way. Yes. So now I don't have the direct experience, but I have the idea. I have the concept of it. Yeah. You don't even so feel I, The thing is you don't even feel it anymore. No, I don't yeah. feel it anymore, but yeah. I have the idea. I have the concept in the mind. You know, it's like, okay, now it's a theory. It's like it exists. <clears throat> but what, what happens then, I start putting my faith in that that's possible. It's like it's possible to feel that way i want more of that so now i'm kind of directing my mind and my focus <laughs> to having more more of that same experience so it happened over several years where i went after that experience again and again and again it both at home in my own meditation practices both going to workshops and trainings and retreats um, so having more and more of that experience and, oh, learning so many things along the way of how the mind would 
create an image of it and thinking it's there and, you know, and then letting go of that. So a lot of letting go, letting go, letting go, letting it, go. It, you create an image, you create a, like a distorted version of what it was supposed to look like or how you get there. And yeah, yeah you know, even from having it, uh, having that experience a few times, now the mind has the idea and it's like, okay, let's go there. And already now you're kind of, you won't be able to get it because it's like, it, go there, go where? Like, where yeah. is it? Where's it? Where is it trying to go? You're going to the mind's idea instead of to the actual feeling. You yeah. know, this is this is a good reminder because I, I, it makes me reflect on that process of like what motivated me because in the beginning it was like okay I don't trust this mind is taking me into these uh, bad decisions and I'm unhappy. Uh, but as there was less and less of that, yeah, it was those experiences of love and those heart opening, joy, love that I was just feeling generated inside that I'm like, yeah, that's how I want to feel all the time. I want to have access to that all the time. That was the motivation to keep doing the work. And I was like, what is that? I don't know what that is, but I want more of it. That, that is the, to me, the most powerful, was the most powerful motivator. It's, it's the piece that when I, when I lead trips, for people go to Mexico, go do events. It's like the, that I most motivated and intentful on creating for people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, your mind wants answers, but I want you to have an, ex- I want people to have an experience of what is it to have your heart open mm-hmm. and feel love. Like, okay, that will change the, the playing field. And it's not about answers. It's about feeling and, and, and being, present with your own love coming out of you and i know that like that will kind of focus uh change the focus of what the journey is yes so that's that's exactly exactly that because and i know a lot of people are doing like the self-mastery work at home like i did and then Yes, I I went to retreats too. And that's where that big shift happened to me into consciousness. Like now I got I got a different experience of myself. So from there, it's completely oh, it's a game changer. Also in doing the self-mastery work. So I'm I'm thinking like for people that are sitting at home and hasn't gone to a retreat and they're like do doing the work and observing their mind and and do all the inventory of of beliefs and looking at that oh yes that's i i want them to have this experience because it will change the work from and and my experience is that it changes from like oh i need to change this um i i i want i want this to go away but when you're starting to observe your thinking and your patterns and your emotions, there might come a time when you realize, okay, if I can observe it, then who is it that's observing? And I mean, you're guiding people into that observer mode by like a whole process where you slowly have them step yeah. out into the observer. Yeah, which is it's very, very, very systematic. Yeah. Very systematic. The most practical way of doing it I've ever, I've ever experienced. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of 
a lot of teachers and talking about like step into the observer and be yeah. present with your th thinking. Yeah, I, but I, I gave a systematic engineering, like do these steps. Yeah. Do these steps <laughs> and you you'll will be in the observer. Yeah, you'll yes. get there. You'll be, you'll be separate from. This, yeah. Instead yeah. of giving the fluffy concepts or the, yeah, the, 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 the talk about it. So that's what happens. But at a certain point, then you might realize okay, so who is it that's doing the observing? Like, who is that? Because in, in, in my world, in my experience, anything that you can observe, you are not. And this is something that I'm teaching in the Beyond the Mind okay. course, the meditation course. Explain, explain that logic. If you're observing it, you're not it. Yeah. So... You may, that's like a conclusion. Yeah. Well, it's a conclusion, but it's, it, it comes from a direct experience in a way. So okay. yes, now when we're talking about it, we're going to put it into words and it's going to be like concepts and ideas, but it's really the experience. But one way to, to explore that for yourself is, well, here are two examples like that I use quite often. It's either like, imagine a knife, a knife okay. that you can cut vegetables and fruit and meat and whatever you cut with it. And you can cut a lot of things with it, mm -hmm. but the knife can never cut itself. It's like it can't turn on itself and be able to cut itself. Okay. And the same way, like imagine your eyes, your eyeball, like you can observe a lot of things with your eyes. Mm -hmm your hands and things around you and objects and other people and even things on your own body. But the eyeball itself can't like turn around, turn inside and, and observe itself. Mm -hmm. So there's that relationship of an observer. Like, and yeah, the logic is then that anything that you can observe, you are not. So anything that you can look and see around you, it's kind of like, okay, then that can't be me. There's someone still who's observing. So then here's the, here's how, as the observer or as consciousness, the observer, how do you explore yourself? <laughs> yeah. You're separate from the mind. We've made this gap. We can watch the mind. And now we have a, a, enough space that we can turn our attention inward and go, what am I that's doing? What is the me, the, that this being that's doing the observing that's still here? Yeah. Okay. How do we become aware of ourselves? And what is that? No, I think, yeah, the first, the first step is really to, when you ask yourself that question, and it happens a lot in this, in this work, you, when you start the process that you have with, with yes. you guide yeah. people into yeah. divide the mind into this kind of sub-personality. Yeah, all, 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 these, all these things that their mind, they realize, oh, I'm not that. I'm not that voice in my head talking. Yeah. I'm not that fear. I'm not that personality. I'm not so the then, judge. And then they go, and then they always have this reaction. Like, oh, but what am I? You know, it's like there's this little fear. Yes. Like, but that's also the mind feeling like it's losing its uh, connection to you, losing yeah. its hypnotic trance over you and it's afraid uh of, of losing control and you're like okay let me step outside of that and then it's like 
Well, you're still there and you're watching the mind be afraid that it doesn't know what it is. So I think that's the first step, like that you're asking yourself that, like, wait a minute, who am I then? Like, that's the first, that doesn't mean that you have the experience of yourself as consciousness yet, or, or that you, but that's like the first ignition to start exploring okay, this. Okay, so, so, so one of the- If it interests yeah, you. Yeah, you, you, yeah you're, you're on the right path if you're running into that hurdle and you feel that obstacle. Yes. Distract I, you. It's like, you're on, yes. Then, yes, then you now have you're to on move to something. Now, move yes. through that layer of reaction of the mind. Yeah, but I think there's integrity in that question too. I think it's a very important question for self-realization. Uh, if, if we're talking about discovering who am I and, 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 and being on a journey like that of self-realization, like wondering who am I? What am I if I'm not this? I don't think that's only from the mind. For me, it comes from grace. It's come from something deeper inside, a longing, a yearning, to experience me, myself, what I am, what I'm here for, you know? So it's our innate curiosity is, is life. Okay. Yes. And, okay. So yes. And the mind takes that same innate curiosity. Yes. And turns it into something else. It turns it into a fear of not knowing. It turns it into a... Uh, a struggle it turns it into uh yeah it could confusion a fear so it takes that question it distorts it but yeah yeah, there is there is this blending of like how consciousness has something innate and then there's this distortion quality of it that you have to move past that then like how do you feel that you are like okay let me just explore inward with just in curiosity and acceptance of whatever's here that's different yeah. than what am I? Stress. Exactly. Yeah. It could start as like, it could start as curiosity. Well, wait yeah. a minute. Who am I? And then who am I? If I'm not all this <laughs> that I know, like, yeah. So yeah. And I think that expresses yeah. differently for different people. And, yeah. and okay. So that's, <laughs> I think the first, <laughs> which, is, which goes, which goes a sidetrack of like realizing when you wake up in your consciousness, you're like, Oh my God, I've been pretending my whole life. I was, Gary, and that I was important, and that I had to do this, and that you know, I and identify with these thoughts, and identified with this suffering, and identified with you know, all these parts of my mind, and I'm like, oh my god, and it's like, but anyway, so that that'll happen when you let go of your mind's identity. Yeah, it's 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 um, it's a it's a shock, and then it's and then it's and then it's a big relief. Oh yeah, thank God I'm not that guy. Exactly, that I was clinging to so hard and trying to mm, form into some kind of perfection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's like the first important step to ask yourself that question or to have that realization. Okay, if I'm not all this, like, what am I? And, and that might, you know, scare you and go into denial and just like, you know, no, I want to go back. <laughs> Give me the red pill or, yeah. But Put me back in the matrix, okay. Yes, plug me back in. Like, I don't want to do this, but uh, it can also take you on a very interesting exploration then of what you are. And then, of course, happens inward. So your question, you you asked this question, like, so how do you experience yourself as consciousness? How do you explore yourself that way? How do you become aware of yourself that way? And there are 
many, many ways. For some people, it happens spontaneously, I think. Like I, I talk to people who've had standing on a mountaintop somewhere or out in nature and they just get the sense. They just receive the sense of being connected to everything, um, like a wholeness of clarity, of knowing without words. So I think it can, it can arrive like that. Often for most people, it doesn't stay like that. (laughs) You have that experience, but then it it you shift out of it. You go back to that identification with your mind. I've talked, I've talked to people and it's happened in ordinary experience. She was in college campus and she was in the morning walking to class. And it was like this struck by this whole consciousness expansion and everything was connected and everything was one and not knowing what to do with that new information and then her mind having reactions to it for for months afterwards and not integrating it so yeah can come as a big jolt and and but then your mind is still there go back to doing what it's doing yeah and you go back to paying your bills and and go to work and and then you know the mind patterns creep back in and yeah yeah but you now you know like like you had those experience from journeys where you feel that love and you're like I know there's this other yes. kind of experience going on in life right now at some other level I'm not aware of. Where is it? How do I tap into it? It's like it's, it's there happening simultaneously in parallel with what the mind's got me busy paying bills. And where's this other experience? Because I know it's available. And I believe that it's guiding us. Like that experience when that has been, that spark has been lit in you in a way. It's like something has been activated. Yeah. It's, it's guiding us. Yeah. And it pulses and wakes us up and then it's like, uh, it goes dormant and goes up and down yeah. until like. Or our attention shifts, you know, away from it and, and towards yeah. it. Yeah. There's that too. Certainly. That's like, are we intentful on awakening that? consciousness and that love or are we oh i'm busy you know i don't have time you know it's important that i become important an important person become a success and what my mind says i'm supposed to yeah which which brings me then to like so if you want to explore yourself as this yeah your attention is a very important tool to do that like exercising I call it a superpower, your attention. Like when you learn where to direct it or that, or not learn where to direct it, but when you learn that you. where you direct it will change your whole experience of life, of yourself, then you probably become quite intrigued about exercising that muscle. Like, because you might realize that it's been pulled along most of your life. Um, it's been pulled along by your automated program. It's been telling you to like, go to the fridge, <laughs> like, go look over here. Check, your, e- check your email. Check Get your on email Facebook. again. Check your email again and again and again. Oh, here's a new <laughs> notification. Yeah. So it's. There's no notification. Why hasn't anybody emailed me? Exactly. <laughs> And then, oh, danger, oh, someone's annoyed with me, look at their facial expression, look at um, what's going on with them, they're tense, like, okay, my attention is being pulled along all the time by my automated 
unconscious program. So program of the mind, yeah. The program of the mind. So now when you start taking a hold of your attention, just like kind of with your eyesight, that you realize it's it's something that you can direct. You can decide where to look and, and how much to take in. So that's something that I, I, I guide people into to really exercise their attention because when they do, oh, mm -hmm. now there's a new level that's yeah. accessible for them in shifting the quality of your attention. Yeah. Because our attention has been so focused on objects, on matter. And in this case, I, I call thoughts and reactions objects and matter too because they kind of live in this manifest reality that our mind is a part of too mm -hmm. this physical world thoughts, even if thoughts, the mind is thoughts are things yes yeah, thoughts yes, are things even yeah if, yes even, even if, if they're, they're abstractions subtle, of things yeah. yeah yeah even if they're more subtle but they have the symbols and the meaning that that yeah that we give to everything around us too so your attention has been so focused on things, on objects, on matter. And it brings your attention into what I call a narrow focus. Mm -hmm. Like it's a way of directing your attention. And now that you have exercised your attention, you can learn how to shift that quality and become more aware of other, much more subtle nuances of your being. It's like of awareness itself. And it's, it's a process of shifting your attention, of relaxing your attention to take in more and more and more. And when you do, so, so I use this as a very kind of practical, systematic technique. Build, strengthening to, that muscle to gain control of it. That yes, muscle and gain control one, of it. Yeah. Step one, and then learning to shift the quality of it. Because now with that, yes, now it's much easier to experience yourself as awareness because otherwise you're looking at objects. Like you're looking with that narrow focus on objects and you're like, where is it? Where, is, where am I as consciousness? <laughs> and you're trying mm -hmm. to find it with that narrow focus and with your mind. But the experience of consciousness does not happen inside your mind. It doesn't happen with your mind. It doesn't happen inside of your mind. It happens somewhere outside beyond the mind mm. so yeah because i thought this was really clever clever it's a, it's a better word than clever because in the self-mastery intro course i do a session on attention i'm like this is critical this is world life changing to gain control of your attention you know from your mind and have it but then you know you you do this great attention meditation where it's like, okay, let's take control of this attention and now let's explore inward. Yeah. You know, because yeah, it's like, how do you explore consciousness? Well, A, you need this tool of your attention. Yeah. And, and then you start to really play with it. This is what you can do with it. This is how you direct it. This is how you focus it or wide angle vision, you know, like narrow focus, or like, it's like, how do you use your eyes? And you learn, talk people through how to use your attention and then turn it inward and like on your own sense of presence, on your own emotions and, and things like that, a really detailed way. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's for me, is a way of getting the mind on board. I mean, the, the mind 
functions that way. It wants steps and explanations to why and how we're doing this. And once it has a very clear roadmap, like do this, um, number one, do this, number two, <laughs> go here, number three, <laughs> yeah. turn around. Now you have a very clear instruction to follow, which calms the mind. It's just like, okay, I'm on board now and we can do this. And so now it's not putting up that fight and asking for explanations. So now it's calm and you can calm down to have this experience of yourself and shifting into awareness. So. Cause you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the big reason to put focus on your attention or learn to direct it is of course, because where is it coming from? I see. I talk about it as like, okay, if the attention are the rays of the sun going out mm. and you know, it lands on earth and it lands on, on, on different things, different planets, but where's the source? Well, the source is the sun. So now when you've <clears throat> learned to direct your attention around and you can change the quality of it and soften it and, 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 and become aware of subtleties and space instead, now you can start asking yourself, where is it coming from? Who is it that's directing that attention? So I have, I have my students and my, my clients turn that attention around 180 degrees mm -hmm. back to the source, back mm -hmm. home. Where is it coming from? Back to the sun. Like where, where did it come from? And now let it rest with that source itself without doing the act of observing. <laughs> Rest on, put your attention and awareness on the source without doing the act of observing. Yes, because the act of observing is going out from the sun. That's the rays going out. So now you're turning the attention around and you rest your attention with that source instead of directing it out, instead of doing the act of observing outward. What, what's, I don't know if there's an intended experience or what's the purpose of that? That you're, are we, we're in this, this is how you're, you're directing people to explore consciousness. Yes. And themselves as consciousness. Yes. That'll work. What's the mind typically do or, or how does it react when one does this? Oh, in a thousand different ways, depending on, you know, what's going on that day or what's, but it, a very common thing is that it starts, it wants to be involved and is going to ask questions like, am I feeling it? <laughs> is this it? <laughs> Shouldn't there be more? Yeah. Am, <laughs> am I, I doing, doing this? Right? Am I doing this right? Doing this exactly. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, a lot of these things. And, and so here, this so, is kind so if of your a, mind, if your mind is asking a lot of questions, you might be on the right track. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I mean, the mind will most of the time ask a lot of questions. I mean, it's, it's doing what the mind is doing. So, 
parallel to this, parallel to, to exploring your attention and like exercising your attention, exploring yourself as awareness, I think there's a identification shift that you also are working on. I mean, this is at least how I'm guiding um, people into it, where you are again and again reminding yourself that this is a thought. If a thought appears, you remind yourself that, oh, this is a thought. It comes from the mind. It comes from the mind. It belongs in the mind. Instead of the identification with it. So again and again, there's a, there's a reminder that you are not this thought. It's that and you have analogy awareness of the you sky have and clouds. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, the sky and this is just a passing thought. Yeah. So if you know that, then thoughts may appear. I mean, they will all the time when you meditate. Mm -hmm. This is the big, one of the big misconceptions and big expectations that people, why people don't continue with the meditation practice or this exploration inward because they have, their mind has this idea of what it's supposed to feel like and be. So when they start and they sit down and they're like, oh, now I'm going to be all relaxed and go into bliss and experience myself as one with everything. And what happens is their to-do list and, and that conversation with their mom that they just had and, 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 and the conversation with the boss that they need to have tomorrow. This happens. The mind happens. And it then... It becomes loud and, and pushes on the attention and yes. says, come think about yeah. me. Just pulls your attention along. You, yeah. don't, have a, you don't have a chance. <laughs> so, so now, uh, now there's a conflict between that image of perfection or that expectation of what, how it should be. And, and, but this happened and now you're feeling like a failure. Ouch. Painful. Yeah. I don't want to meditate again because you want to avoid that pain. Yeah. So... If people know that the mind does what the mind does, yeah. then you have a much greater chance to know that like, okay, this is what I'm up against, or this is what will show up, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and you, I will remind probably... myself again and again that these are thoughts of the mind, that the mind is just doing what it's doing. Mm. And I, this is my exercise. This is me doing the pull-ups again and again. I'm not... When I go to the gym, I don't do the pull up and I like pull up and I stay there the whole session. It's like, no, <laughs> you lower yourself down again and you go up. <laughs> you lower yourself down and you go up. And it's the same thing with the meditation. Like you, you get pulled along, your focus will get pulled along and you bring it back. It's the movement. It's much more of a movement than a like um, static place. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes pretty clear when you talk about it that way but the yeah you go you go to sit in meditation and you're going to go do exercise you're going to work out you're like okay bring it back okay bring it back yes okay, bring it back yes yeah no if you're aware that it's a movement and not yeah. a static place you're trying to get to then yeah. oh now it's it now it gets fun yeah because you've 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 changed the expectations Yes. And you're like, of course the mind's going to come pull my attention away. Of, of course. course. That's, that's what it does. Of course what it does. Yeah. Um, 
So for me, and that's kind of tying back into where we started this and you asked me, so you, you tell people not to bother <laughs> changing their minds. Like, no, no, I don't tell, I don't say it that way. But what I mean is in the beginning and often also throughout this process of the self-mastery work with changing our, our thoughts and our beliefs, we want to change it badly. And after a while, you might realize that that's just another part of the mind that wants to change it badly when you get the experience of yourself as consciousness and you get this different sense of yourself the what the mind does doesn't bother you that much it's like yeah oh here it is again oh here's the judge oh Mm -hmm. okay it's, it's, it can even be amusing. It can even be, uh, you can even laugh and giggle about it. Like, okay, there it is again. Interesting. There it goes. Because you are not identified with it. And it's not only that you're not identified with that specific part of your mind or that specific part, but you're not identified with a mind altogether. You have a different home. And you just know that this is one room in the building where the, with the mind does things. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more acceptance about that. And there's still things that you probably want to change in that room. Like, no, I still want to de- redecorate. <laughs> like I still, yeah. the floor, the floor is still rotten. And I yeah. like, I, I want to make yeah. it new. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to overhaul and redecorate the mind. But yeah, yeah. But you're doing it from, as you, and I'm coming back to like you're putting your attention inwards to where that sunlight is coming from within you, where your attention's coming from within you. You turn attention on attention, yeah. And from there, yeah. And then it's like, well, that mind, yeah, that's over there. That's doing what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah, and you've changed your relationship with your mind, and now it's you're not in the conflict with it. You're not desperate about changing it. You can have patience with it. You have patience yeah. with yourself. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, there's a whole difference. You, you aren't the, the person that the mind is talking about, that the mind says you are. You aren't the character in its narrative stories anymore. You know you're grounded in that sense of self as consciousness and have access to love and your emotions in a different way. So, yeah, what the mind is doing is not that big a deal at that point or in those, or in those moments, maybe it's just in the beginning, a small moment where you have that. Yeah. I think that's the, one of, one of the huge gifts with this work, like that shift where, yeah, I realized that, okay, I'm not that judge. That's the judge, but I still feel punished by the judge, you know, but then the realization that the judge is not talking about me. Yeah. I'm not who it's, talking about yeah, yeah it's that talking shift. about a, another that, part of my mind and yeah, i'm that, not it i'm yeah, completely shift. outside of that yeah that shift in identity what you're talking about and how you used meditation in your process to deal with all this stuff going on in your mind and that you share in the beyond the mind course i got to those experiences got to that sense in the in the power journeys i did with miguel the events uh, mm-hmm. that were very kind of ceremonial and shamanic journey and things like that. It's like you kind of leave your mind behind and, and get into heart opening experiences. 
and I teach in the self mastery course, this nuts and bolts, there's your mind. It's driven by your belief systems and, and in by being the observer of it, you're kind of backing up. You're like, and you're backing up and you're being the observer. You have a bigger and bigger gap between you and the victim stories, you and the judge stories, you and the perfection stories. And as you see these things as the observer, you're not them, you know, cause you can't be what you're observing. And so you're not them and the gap between you and your mind is bigger and bigger. And so you're backing up, backing up further and further and getting closer to the sun. Yeah. You know, and then you're, what I like about your course and your process is you're like, okay, folks, you've backed up so far. Now turn around and look where you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you've already taken the steps. If you've done the self-mastery, you've already taken the step exactly to distance yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like yeah. how you you're describe like, it. Yeah, you're backing out your... You're notice backing you, out of the room of the mind. You're backing out, backing yeah, out, backing yeah, out. Yeah. And then it's notice, like, notice, notice where you're you right there. Just turn around. <laughs> right, turn turn yeah. around. Look, look around you. Where are you? Go, hey, folks, you've done all the work. Now enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I, I had the, my first experiences of consciousness like that, too, of like going, uh, going on journeys with, with you and to Mexico and Zion and, and other places. And but I also had I had a meditation practice since before. Um, mm. But it had had a different focus. It was much more of like optimizing the mind or quiet the mind or calming things down or you know mm -hmm. things that you you hear about that, that the effects that meditation can have. But after after having these experiences of myself with consciousness, that became my primary. Um, intent my purpose with my meditation practices was to go inward and explore myself the core of me so yeah the way I see it meditation is you being with you like the core you mm. being with yourself mm. um so it's 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 not in the mind at all it's like yeah no you're sinking down through the layers of the mind to to be with you and you being with you awareness hanging out with awareness basically yeah you you as consciousness you as yeah and and i think consciousness even might even be a too narrow a term because there's more to it than that there's like consciousness sounds like this abstract it's not doing very much it's just watching things but no like you said there's there's this like sunlight there's this force because what are we then if we can move attention, if we can direct this body, if we can direct emotion, it's not just conscious sitting there as an observer. It's like, well, there's this whole force of life. How are we expressing it? Not just what are we doing with attention, but what are we creating with words? What am I creating with emotion right now? Yeah. Uh, how is life moving through us that we are now consciously directing uh, yeah, I I often talk about it as life itself. I mean, life force or whatever you want to call it or love or it's but this is something that I also come across for people and it was a big hmm, I call it call it hurdle maybe for the mind 
when going through this process of more and more grounding myself in this experience of, of consciousness, like operating from there more and more. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, and I really like what you're touching on here now, because in the beginning, when you start experience that, often in a meditation practice, it can feel as nothing, no thing. It's like, it's a void. It's a big black nothingness. Turning, turning your attention inward. Yes. Because what you're doing is you're stepping out of the mind and, and, and when you're letting go of the mind, it seems quite empty. <laughs> it's, it's like, where well, am I? It's like floating yeah, in space. Who yeah, am I? What am I? You stepped out of the room with all the drama. Yes. It's going to be quiet. <laughs> yes. Be <laughs> so it seems it's, it's like nothing. And, and this for me now, I mean, I've been, I'm, I mean, I'm in so passionate about this. So it, from having the experience myself, I also wanted to kind of what you describe of like the nuts and bolts, like how, how, what, what is it that I'm doing when I'm experiencing myself this way? It's like, I really like broke it down into, okay, where's my attention? How is it directed? What is like, what am I doing to, to be able to guide other people through it too? And, and to understand it for myself because I have mind like that that wants to understand. I know you because you because you took like this whole engineering systematic like what am I doing in with my attention in my process with my focus uh where do I turn it what goes on when I look at it inward what's the resistance level I mean you you have this great detailed process about this the mechanics of it yes because I I think I, I wanted this so much, like it became a strong, strong yearning inside of me. It was like, I, I want, I want this. I want to live from here. I want to be all I can be. I want to have life move through me. I want, I want to operate from there. So I really went and, and wanted to understand this process and, and in there, I realized that this nothingness, it's like an evolution of, it's, it's like a development of your awareness and you come to that stage. And again, a lot, this is where a lot of people turn back, where they don't go any further because they go into that nothingness and they're like, yeah, well, this is nice because my mind is quiet, but is this all there is? Like, is this all the hype? <laughs> like, what's <laughs> <laughs> I, I mm, you know so the emptiness then they the, don't, great, the yeah. great emptiness is talked yeah. about in there yeah. and they don't continue but there's more so there's this more. is just a phase it's a stage it's your awareness that's in an evolutionary process and as you keep exploring and expanding your attention out more and more and more and connect back into this that's when that going from nothing to everything happens and it feels very different than just nothing now it's this deep deep sense of joy and love and life you're like now it's the sun that you talked about now it's mm -hmm. it's life force it's yeah it's yeah yeah, you start to lose words. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you start feeling the 
the everything of life everywhere. Yes. So this is also something that I, yeah, that I see people get stuck in or then starting having thoughts and, and, and beliefs about like, oh, but this is detached or this is, but it's, it's just, it's part of the process. And yeah. You're passionate about sharing this. Yes. You're passionate about taking people because you, you just not, didn't dissect this for yourself. You dissect is like, how do I share people? How can I get them to take this little step and this little step and take yes. this whole process? Why? What's the drive that you're like, you get excited, like, oh, I got to share this. What's the motivation? I think some, a few different things. One is something that we talk about at times, like if you made a beautiful dish, like a, 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 some food, and it just tastes delicious, like in your mouth, and you just want other people to taste it too. You like put the fork in their mouth, and you're like, here, here, try this. It's amazing. So part of it is that I think it's in a way that it's, <laughs> it's contagious. Life is contagious. Like it, it, that dream, that, that, yeah, that experience wants to grow and it's like moving through me and it wants to come out and wants to spread to other people in a way. It's, it's how I feel it. It's how I sense it. Misery loves company, but, but joy and love and happiness, you know, wants company too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just wants to be shared and experienced, I think. And yeah. so that's one part. Another part is the immense... Huh. value shift that I've experienced in my life with doing this, with doing this, this shift. So it's like, it's also about sharing something that oh, brought so much more, you know, happiness and joy to my life experience. Yeah. And I know that most people are in suffering and struggling. So it's also, yeah, like a, an act of wanting more for people you know like I, I i want you like maybe that's the same thing i want you to have this experience too it's possible for you i want you to know that it's possible for you mm. and another part is that i just like you said this is the thing that i'm passionate about it just comes naturally i can talk about it as you can tell, for hours and hours. <laughs> I cannot talk about like a million things that occur in the world for hours and hours. Like I, I, I don't talk about car engines for hours. I don't talk about, you know, uh, whatever it might be, sh shoes for hours. Like it doesn't interest me that way, but this does. It just does. And so that's like, why not spend my time with the stuff that really interests me? Yeah. Makes your heart sing. Okay. Yes, I I come alive. I I feel that whole me sharing this connects me to it, to mm -hmm. to life, to consciousness. What's the relationship with your mind now? It's. Oh, it's, it's, well, in, in general, and in the, in the big picture, it's so much more compassionate, 
so much more kind. Like, and in a way it always was, I just wasn't aware <laughs> that I was this kind, compassionate. <laughs> yeah. When you're in the mind as the, you know, as the judge and parts of the mind, you're, the mind's yeah. not kind to itself. But yes, consciousness, exactly. Consciousness has always been patient and waiting and yes, caring yes. and like, oh yeah, you go there, do the, your drama. We'll wait. You know, when you're ready to be over here, you can do this too. Exactly. <laughs> it's been knocking at the door all the time, or you've been knocking at the door and it's been inside there all the time. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So once you once you enter, once you put your attention there, once you want to merge with it, there's yeah, now this is Again, there's not so much to change. It's not like you have to learn self-love. It's not like you have to learn compassion and kindness and love and, 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 and acceptance. It's just there waiting for you. <laughs> it's, it's right there. And you start aligning with it. Then you start to feel that way towards yourself, th towards your thinking, towards other people and their, and their program and their reactions. So... It's, it's my relationship to my mind. Sometimes, you know, I'm giggling about what it's doing. And sometimes, you know, because it still does what it does. It threw out. It, like, it still has crazy thoughts. That, so many crazy thoughts. So many crazy thoughts. So many, yeah. just, sometimes in a way my mind has more crazy thoughts because it's my, my imagination and creativity is so much more free. Yeah, and you're not suppressing some of it and saying, no. oh, I shouldn't think that. No. So you're just watching just it, like, and then a lot like, of crazy well, shit can appear. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, well, yeah, you don't nothing to do with most all of it. And then some stuff you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I want to act on that. Here's, exactly. a question. Here's a question I have, because I've thought of this work as, you know, as, you, as you're letting go of these false beliefs, you're letting go of fear, you're moving into love, I see it as consciousness is growing aware. Your awareness is growing. Like your muscle is getting stronger. Your, 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 you, you as awareness is growing, maturing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so this is it's like, you, you have to develop, you develop self-awareness the way you develop a muscle. You, that muscle controls your attention and that's able to, to develop more of it. You're able to spend more time at the gym. You know, it's this acceleration process. Or, because that's how I think about it, mm -hmm. or is consciousness always there and we're just moving into it? Or is it something yeah. else? Oh, whatever we say about it is not it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just candy for the mind, you know? And, and that's fine because the mind wants to be part of this journey too or i want my mind to be part of this journey so i give it little images and little understanding and that's why i think it's it's helpful to talk about it as a journey it's not yeah. a journey i mean it's not there is no timeline there is no moving from point a to point b and and onwards like it no it doesn't exist it's just well, sinking in but but i think well, it well, makes sense to talk about no, it as a journey no it would make sense to talk about it as a journey but for you it's not a journey right now because there's just this expansive field of play yeah you know and and i'm i'm that's a very short summary but there's like well it's so so that play and create and and enjoy is a journey it's a very different form than okay i gotta clean up the drama 
Yeah, but I, I mean, from where I am looking out now, mm. like, yeah, a journey doesn't exist, like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> because, because that would mean there's time and space. Like, and <laughs> so right. there's, there are other things like that. But that doesn't mean that, you know, I hear teacher talk about this, like, oh, it's, it's not a journey. Don't call it a journey. Or it's like, because that doesn't, that takes away from what consciousness is. But I think talk about what's helpful, but be aware yeah. that it's just words and symbols. Like it's, yeah. so I talk about a journey into consciousness, but I think the first lesson in my, in, in the, in the course, I, I just take that apart and I say, this is not a journey at all because that, <laughs> that implies this. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, but, Yes, talk, talk about it as whatever helps, but then keep letting go of those ideas. Keep detaching from them. Keep detaching from them. Okay. So you are going to share <laughs> this process in your upcoming course, Beyond the Mind Meditation course. Yeah. Depending on when you're listening to this, <laughs> you know, it might already be happening or it might have happened, but this is a course that I'll be teaching i think for 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 many years ahead so it will be ongoing it will be there because i think it really one adds the self-mastery work i call it a self-mastery meditation course because um you'll you'll explore take take apart beliefs as you go and, and you bring your resistance into all this and this is we're gonna, it's gonna show up of course. So yeah, yeah, you're being honest about we're not supposed to be expert meditators at this, but you're no. like, what do you do with the mind as you move through these different levels towards? But also, we're going to shift your whole relationship to resistance, and we're going to call it well. That's your kick-ass teacher, like that's your Yoda. <laughs> that's, that's your training your, buddy. Uh, totally, that's your sparring partner. That's who the, you're, the Yoda yeah. on your shoulder pushing you harder. Yes. So it's like shifting that relating to your resistance in a different way and see it as, um, so yeah, it's, it's really good for the self mastery journey of, of changing your mind and your beliefs, because if you have this space, the consciousness, us consciousness to do it from, Oh, it's a game changer. Yeah. Now you're up leveled yeah. your skills. Like if you were playing on, 3.4 before and now you're on like 20.5 yeah to 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 move through your to have that sense of self and to be able to look at your mind and the belief systems in your mind from that perspective you know, just yeah you accelerate the process by an order yeah. of magnitude yeah so you're building this whole new universe to build that new house in yeah and you get to do that too yeah so that is part of it but then it's also like people that just have this yearning i know for me that was a lot of it like i want to experience myself from there like i want to i want to know what i am and that's all often shows up as a yearning as a longing as a calling maybe inside and you might have been not listening to it or say like well that's for gurus or yogis or monks i don't or i don't have time to go to you know a monastery and get there. yes yes but that was that was always the the thing with Miguel. He's like, you know, the world doesn't have enough room for all of us to go to monasteries, but huh. you, we can all do our own work where we are. And the master needs to live in the world. Yes. To have your mastery in the world, 
because that's where it's needed. And that, that's yes. actually a better training ground. Yes. Oh yeah. That's you know, it's killer, like, how do you, how do you live it in, you, how do you live it in real life? Yeah. So, you know, all, all the challenges are opportunities. Yeah. Uh, in, so your in, mind in, might tell uh, you like, but yeah, but I've got two little kids at home or I'm focused on this right now, or I'm taking care of a parent. I'm working hard, whatever it is. But like meditation for me is not about, yeah, going to the monastery and sitting for four hours. It's a, it's a sh- shift in awareness, like where you're putting yeah, your attention. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have one person that did the course the last time he's uh, used to be a truck driver. Now he works at the office, but he said he would, he would do the exercise. He would do the practices while he was filling the trucks, while he was uh, fueling the trucks and he would move his attention around while he was waiting. So it's like, that's really my approach to this. It's not about sitting down for two hours and it's not about how you sit, how you hold your hands, what it looks like, what kind of meditation pillow you have, like none of that. It's, do you have a brain? Do you have a body? Do you have like, do you have a, an attention? Like, yeah, okay, then. Yeah. You can do this work. Yeah. No, I, I, teach, I teach people who, who are like, well, I'm busy in my job. I'm like, practice this as your job. Like that's the yes. best place to learn. Do this with customers. Do all those skills that I teach in the self-management course. Like, practice that with your clients. Practice that with your boss. Practice that with your children. Yes. How do you want to show up and be present with the conversation with your kids? Yeah. How do you want to show up and be in your mind? Do you want to be present with that attention inward kind of in that light? Yeah. And let that radiate with the conversation with your kids. Yeah. You know? So it's no. like, it's not, it's not something that you do like separate from your life. It's something like yeah. that becomes your lifestyle. Yeah. No, I told a t- client who has got a little toddler and he was like, oh, I don't you know, have a lot of time to, to sit down to meditate. I'm like, do you read to him? He's like, yeah, I read nighttime stories. Like, oh, that's your meditation practice. Like you can, while you're doing that, you can be conscious. You can be aware of where you, your attention is at and you can connect to the space inside of you while you're reading a story to him. And, and he read, will feel that too. It- and read the story from that presence and that yes. light and it will flow yes. out in what he says. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you don't have time, it's actually you, you'll. It's, yeah. It's, it's often just stories, you, stories from will, the mind. Yeah. It will give you, it's like, how do you make time? Well, be more present oh. and be in your mind less. Yes. And then you will have a whole lot more space and time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those are stories. The mind. Yeah. So, Next round of Beyond the Mind meditation course. Yes. Opening up in enrollment registration opens up in middle of September and we start October 3rd, I think. And if they miss this podcast and uh, are listening to it months from now, they can sign up and get on your wait list for your next one. Where? Uh, On my website, selfmasteryandbeyond.com. Okay. And also, we're, we're going to do a webinar. We're going to do a master class about consciousness. And, and that will be completely free for okay. anyone to access. And hopefully getting some more nuggets on, like, if you have this longing, this yearning to connect with consciousness, like, yeah, again, how, how do I go about it? And what are some mindset shifts that will help you get there? And what are some resistances and obstacles that can show up? So let's think okay. some more conversations on this that we'll, we will be having soon in a 
and we'll webinar. post the that webinar schedule upcoming webinar for that on your website on the website yeah. in the show notes here at this podcast yes okay yeah. find it there okay mm -hmm. for ava's free masterclass webinar on meditation and moving into consciousness yeah and uh more info for her at selfmasteringbeyond.com thank you so much for sharing and, and it's fun having a conversation about the mind from a point of view with someone that's like outside of it and and entertained by it oh it's so much fun to have conversations like that yeah. It, it, it yeah it doesn't happen a lot in the world so it's value it very much okay thank and you. it is the awareness and consciousness podcast huh? it is the awareness finally we got some consciousness in here uh <laughs> instead of just what the belief systems are and emotions and all those things so <laughs> This is Gary Van Warmerdam with Ava Baronius from selfmasteryandbeyond.com and I'm from pathwaytohappiness.com with the Awareness and Conscious podcast. Thank you very much. And for more Thank info you. on this meditation process and what Ava's teaching, you can go to uh, the show notes and get hooked up on the webinar or her website, Self Mastery Beyond. Thank you, Ava. Thank you. <laughs>